Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We've been moving and storing things all day. Moved Tom Murphy to 1149 to accommodate his schedule. Tom, good to be with you, buddy. Happy uh, Friday. Yes, great to be with you all. Sorry for the inconvenience. No, no problem. Actually, Clint Sterner overslept his alarm, and so it worked out fine for him to come on at 11 anyway. So everything's falling right into place. It's all beautiful. So this is the last Friday before football. We are ready to rock and roll. We were talking about some question marks going into the season. Coach Pittman seems, I think, concerned is a fair way to say the cornerback position going into the year. Uh, I don't know if that's number one on his list of question marks, but certainly an area that he will be uh, keeping a close eye on, I would think, this last eight days before they start the year. Oh, I thought you were going to play a clip. Oh, yeah, cornerback. Um, yeah, I mean, he. I think he also said we like him. And so Hudson Clark has been, I guess, the most consistent guy. He's run with the ones all camp. And we've had uh, Malik Chavis, who's run with the ones some. And then lately, Ladarius Bishop has. And uh, Dwight McLaughlin, who they call Nudie, um, who everyone thinks is going to wind up being a starter, uh, had, had an injury earlier in camp. And they not been specific about what it was, but he's moving up the depth chart. And so I think uh, those four guys I just mentioned are probably going to be the most common players at corner, but they, they've always liked Kari Johnson, you know, his attitude and, um, you know, just the type of guy he is. And he's at cornerback too, and he's moved around. He's been safety nickel and back to cornerback and back to one of those spots and back to Nick, uh, back to corner. So I think, those five are you going to be your top guys. And I would also say depth at D-tackle. Um, you know, Taylor Lewis jumped in the transfer portal yesterday, and Tony Carter's not going to be with him maybe all year. And uh, they're, they're not deep at that spot. Marcus Miller just came back from a, a, a scope. So those two spots, you know, I'd say probably are the most, most areas of concern. Tom, what about Hazelwood being out? Is that is that an issue? Is that a big concern? Well, all the guys have been out some because I think now Sam has gone into the full, very vague about injury mode, and he it, he doesn't like to do it, but he just he does it. And so, you know, he, he was a little specific with Ricky Stromberg on the second scrimmage uh, with an elbow. Uh, but then we saw him on Monday, and it's wrapped up. And so if that's the case and he's in there, I don't think they have any long-term concern about whether he's able to lock out and block. You know, you use the arm properly. Um, with Hazelwood, we don't know really what it is. And so um, and even though he said, you know, we expect him to be back, and he's talking about um, Hazelwood and Brady Latham, the starting left guard, uh by Monday next week, um, it's there's a little bit of um, uncertainty maybe around that. So, yes, because the quote he had yesterday was, <clears throat> if we have to go without Hazelwood, that's why they had Keytron in the slot. So until we know what's going on, um, I would just say that I'll go by Sam's word and expect him to be ready to play for Cincinnati. So what should be the biggest concern right now uh, as they uh, get ready for the uh, little walkthrough tomorrow and get ready to start 
I guess, even doing some more preparation for Cincinnati next week. What what, what would be your biggest concern? Well, um, I would say I would say the health of the O line. I mean, Coach Pittman said that they're a team that you know they don't have concerns in the locker room and all this, and we're going to be a good team. Um, but we're also a team that you know if you have weaknesses, teams will exploit those and they'll go for that spot. And he and he said like we don't have that right now, but I do believe that the depth on the O-line, like, you know, what if Latham's injury gets worse? Or what if Strongberg re-injures the, um, the elbow, and then you're having to shuffle guys around? Well, I, I think they like who would come in. I, I think they like Tykeese Crawford, and then uh, guys like Jalen St. John and, and Devin Manuel, but he's been out too. So I think depth on the O-line, and then if they're not able to cover in, in man like they, they really want to, uh, then you know they won't be able to blitz, blitz as much. And one of their overarching themes from last year to this year was they had to put other offenses at, at more of a disadvantage, get them behind the change, have lost yardage plays on first down to you know, put a little bit more pressure on teams. And the way you do that is you, know, you, you bring guys. And so they wanted to be able to blitz more. Well, if they're not able to play the man behind it, um, then they won't be able to do that as much. Those are two concerns I have. Um, but otherwise, you know, the receiving core has really answered the challenge in this camp. I feel like there's going to be multiple good options, guys with good hands that are on the same page with KJ. So I feel pretty good about their passing game. And obviously with Rock, Rocket Sanders, I mean, he could be, he could be one of the biggest impact players in the SEC this season if, if he's given the ball as much as they've said that they might. Uh, although it looks like Dominic Johnson is going to come back here, I don't know, within a, a week or two. Um, maybe not ready for Cincinnati, but, you know, close. So and I'm, I'm scanning my head through areas of potential weakness. Uh, I, like, I like what they've got at – at running back, receiver, I like the tight end situation, um, safeties. I think they're in pretty decent shape, not super deep there. But otherwise, I mean, they, they have the look of being a much more complete team than they have in years. Um, you know, does that mean they're ready to challenge Bama and, and, and A&M and the top of the West? You know, maybe so. Um, they're going to have to have a lot of things go their way, but they certainly look like uh, a top 25 team that is going to be a hard team to beat. How does Dominique Johnson look to you? Well, um, just saw him in practice this week, and he looked like he was moving pretty good. He's, he's still big. You forget how big Dominique Johnson is. And even before he, he really broke out, Sam Pittman talked about how much he liked Dominic Johnson. And, uh, you know, let's be honest. Last year, he was probably one of the biggest, you know, um, surprise, really good players on the team. Um, his yards per carry was better than anyone else. And he did have a couple of breakaway runs, but still, he, had, he scored a couple of touchdowns where he had to fight through close to the goal line to score them. I'm thinking about, I think, the Texas game maybe a Georgia Southern game where, you know, that's not a touchdown for every tailback. So, um, 
he he is a good player, and I hope I hope by week three at least he's he's ready to go, and there's a chance he could be ready by week two or possibly even you know. Barrett Salee was with us yesterday. He predicted Arkansas to go four and zero, zero and four, four and zero, in their three you know different <laughs> four game stretches. What do you think? Eight yeah. and four. I mean, eight and four is not bad, but that's a that's a roller coaster right there. Have you uh, kind of come up with your predictions yet? Well, I mean, I haven't predicted an actual like it's coming soon, but. I, I think that means a win over A&M, and then the losses start with the Bama game, and that means losing Bama, um, BYU, Mississippi State, and Auburn in order. I think is that the way it goes. Yeah, that would be those four teams. Uh, it's Bama, Mississippi State, yeah. BYU, Auburn. Yeah, so those are those are tough games, um, and and I think I do believe they're going to lose some in that stretch. I don't know if they're going to lose all four of them. But I might, in a roundabout way, come to eight and four, the same as Barrett, but just in a different fashion. Um, because I think, I think, um, you know, they're going to be in so many games. I just call them swing games. Either team could win. Who, who gets the ball last? Who, who creates a, a late turnover or just something along those lines? And I think I'm going to wind up at eight and four, but probably not the same, the same way Barrett did. Good, because this is um, going to be too hard on radio hosts, and we can't have that, Tom. So don't need that. Don't need a four-game losing streak this year for sure. Tom, appreciate it. Enjoy the last weekend before it all gets underway. And we'll be in Fayetteville next week if you want to pop by and be on in person. But uh, we'll take you however we can get you next Friday. Wow, yeah. Hey, just hit me with a deep, man. We'll see if we can work that out. See ya. I'll do it. Thanks, buddy.